welcome into the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Eager. I'm joined by Ben Brown. Ben, who has enjoyed Indianapolis plus six and a half. Also, Buffalo tees down to a half. Also enjoyed the over in the LA game and even a little bit of a sprinkle on the Rams money line. Got the Rams plus five early in the week as well. Just a fun day of betting so far. I wouldn't say that the last two games have been particularly good. We're recording this game at halftime of the Tampa Bay Washington football team. This game was so weird, Ben, that it, I, it took me until like the second quarter to realize Washington was wearing their road whites at home. Um, I was like admiring the Bucks, you know, pewter, you know, the, the, the red and pewter jerseys. So this one's been kind of nondescript. Uh, we have a little bit of money on the Mike Evans under. Um, he looks, it looks good so far, but we'll see how that finishes. Ben, how's your day been? It's been good. We also have a little bit of money on Tom Brady over two and a half passing touchdowns. He has two in the first half, so that looks good as well. But I think uh, it has to be considered a pretty great day anytime you can kind of get in that middle uh, where you buy into uh, the you know the dog basically and then also tease down that favorite in the same game you end up hitting that middle there i mean what more could you really ask for at this point in time uh unfortunately my fade of michael pittman in that game was uh definitely the incorrect play uh, he was heavily involved early on so i'm just kind of sweating out some um targets for uh antonio gibson here in the second half of this game we'll see if it comes yeah. through or not props like you said have been hit or miss i think i would if i could go back i'd definitely write up some other ones at this point in time but that's the way it goes at this point we're only two choosing from a handful uh, but hopefully we can get you guys on the right track here for this Sunday slate of games and I think it's going to be a little bit more entertaining than Saturday don't you think so Eric yeah we were up 3.45 units in the first game we were down a unit and four uh 45 100 in the second game so up a little bit in in all aspects really really looking forward to what this second half of this Tampa Washington game but you guys aren't going to be able to watch that this is going to be uh, gone by then. So your first look is going to be at 105 tomorrow in Nashville. The Tennessee Titans hosting a playoff game for the first time since 2008, Ben. Um, they're hosting the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens come in um, three-point favorites. This number has been bet down a little bit uh, during the course of the week. Total in the game, 54.5. I don't know if I like Tennessee as the dog here, but what I really do like, I like the over in this game at 54 and a half. And the first game today was the other game that had a total over 50 and it got to 51, total 51 and a half. So uh, if you bet the over, you were out of luck. I think this game over betters are going to have a little bit better of a time of it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, kind of seeing it basically, you know, split cash and ticket percentages, basically held to 54 and a half, I would like to say, uh, throughout the whole week. So unlike the spread movement in this game. We have basically seen it kind of stuck on that number, but I'm intrigued. It was actually, um, you know, depending on how this Tampa Bay-Washington game wraps up, we could see basically uh, the early week line movement on all three games from Saturday kind of move in the correct direction, basically. We did have, you know, uh, Buffalo basically open up at minus seven. Uh, it got down to minus six and a half by game time. Indianapolis did end up covering. So the same thing with Rams, basically, uh, you know, four, three and a half, um, you know, kind of moved down in their direction all the way down to three uh, till game time. They, of course, won and covered. So if Tampa Bay does that as well in that direction, uh, this could be maybe a spot that you want to buy into Tennessee, who I do think, you know, four, four and a half was available really early in the week. We saw three and a half for quite a while. Now we're kind of seeing, you know, three with some uh, added juice towards Baltimore at this point in time. I'm with you. I don't really like too much on the spread, but I do think um, 
It could definitely be the highest scoring game of the week. I do think we're going to yeah. see a lot of fireworks. So I definitely think this is a spot you want to hit from a DFS perspective. And I do think it kind of influences how you play in the player prop market. Uh, a couple that we like, we actually kind of like both Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins over receiving yards. I think it's a spot where maybe one of them gets there at this point in time. Uh, maybe we see a couple more targets towards those running backs. But um, if Baltimore is ahead, um, I don't feel as great about this bet. So if there was one of those two, uh, would you side with either one of Gus Edwards or J.K. Dobbins getting over that six and a half point receiving yards prop, Eric? Yeah, I think I'd go with Dobbins. This is sort of a situation where I think the Ravens are going to really buy, you know, they're going to try to showcase their draft pick if for no other reason than to sort of justify it a little bit more um, than they might have in the eyes of, you know, uh, of their fan base and things like that as a second round pick running back. Um, but yeah, this game, I mean, you know, this one, I'm going to take the overs, and, and actually I saw it at 54 somewhere. I'm going to take the overs, quarters, team totals, all that kind of stuff. I think this is one where the Ravens have a good defense. Um, Tennessee Titans do not. And, you know, if this game gets into a script where the Ravens get ahead and the Titans have to throw the football, I mean, it's going to they're, we're, they're going to be fireworks in this game. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, as for the second game, 440, this is what the Nickelodeon e e game. Uh, this is yes. Chicago going to New Orleans. New Orleans uh, haven't covered a, a spread in a playoff game uh, since I believe the early part of last decade. Um, they're laying 10. This number has moved out towards New Orleans. George and I liked it at nine and a half earlier in the week. Um, I think our model actually shows at 10 a little bit of value on Chicago. I'm not thrilled about it, but Ben, what do you think about this game? Yeah, I definitely would lean more towards the over than I would feel really betting uh, the Bears at plus 10. I do think maybe we'll see a 10 and a half here before game time. Um, it looks like we're seeing, you know, maybe a couple market or a couple of the sports books at least uh, looking like they're going to print that number. Maybe we're getting some juice basically. But I think, you know, some of the leading markets that we see like Pinnacle has kind of moved to 10 and a half at this point. So um, I think if you're going to bet Chicago, it's probably a spot you want to wait till right before kickoff, which is perfect because you're listening to this podcast in the morning. Um, but I do think that um, I wouldn't really touch Chicago unless they got out to that 10 and a half point spread. But I do kind of like the over 50, 40, over 47.5. Um, I don't think the Chicago Bears defense is all that great. And I also think that kind of helps you, uh, for, you know, some of these, uh, you know, prop numbers as well. Michael Thomas over 67, 68.5 receiving yards. Uh, we kind of lean towards him quite a bit more than like a guy like Emmanuel Sanders. We like his under at 47 and a half receiving yards. Um, so there's some spots where we, I think there's going to be some interesting, you know, situations with how we actually see the target distribution for the Saints uh, kind of play out here. I know people think Alvin Kamara is going to be heavily involved in the passing game as well. I do think that you're going to see guys like Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, maybe even uh, Alvin Kamara in the passing game take a step back. And I think we're going to see a little bit more of a vintage uh, Michael Thomas show here. So that's kind of the spot that I'm leaning in the player prop market. Is there anything that you would disagree or agree with from that perspective, Eric? There are a ton of exciting ways to enjoy the playoffs, but if you don't have a PFF Elite subscription, then you're missing out on a bunch of them. And up until the Super Bowl, there's promo code ACTION, which means that when you buy an Elite subscription, use that promo code, you're going to get a free year of Action Network's Action Pro subscription, which is usually $100. You get it for free. So you pay for the Elite subscription, you get a free $100 subscription to go along with it, and you get endless amounts of fun on both the, the uh, NFL playoffs and then the NBA starting up. Action Network obviously has some information on other sports. PFF has got you covered on all things football. This is up until the Super Bowl, but 
If you buy it at the Super Bowl, you're missing out on all the playoffs. So go do it now. Get yourself an elite subscription at PFF.com and use the promo code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N. Make it happen. No, I think over is the play in a weird way. Trubisky, 27% of his dropbacks are positively graded. You know, obviously, the more like 18 are negatively graded. So it's a very different game script for the Bears with him as opposed to Foles. Um, this is the defense, though, that's different than what Chicago faced when they, they, they finished three and two down the stretch. So just be aware here, you know, the Saints are going to have to pop off a big play or two. I think they can here against the Chicago defense. It's a little bit overrated. The front five for the Saints offense is really good. So even though Khalil Mack is the most valuable defensive uh, lineman in football besides Cleo or besides Aaron Donald. Um, I don't know if he'll have as big of an impact on this game. But speaking no. of impacts on games, COVID 19 has had a very impactful uh, effect on, you know, maybe a dozen to a half a dozen games this year. Sunday night football, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. I think this is obviously the most marquee game for which COVID-19 will have an effect. Cleveland opened at three and a half. This has moved out to six. It was out to four and a half, and then Stefanski got COVID, the head coach and play caller for Cleveland, and then it drifted out to six here. I like I like Cleveland in this game. I, I don't see Pittsburgh being able to take advantage of Cleveland the way that everybody else does. So give me Cleveland plus the six here. Ben, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, we've already seen Pittsburgh basically not perform that well against like a Baltimore Ravens team that was on, you know, their backup, backup uh, quarterback and stuff like that in a COVID-related situation type game. So I think we'll see the Steelers potentially struggle again. Of course, they're going to try and rely heavily on that defense, which I do think is going to keep the game uh, relatively close. Uh, I do think the Browns are definitely capable of covering the plus six, so that's the spot. I do pay, I do think that they're only they're the only side that you can really bet at this point in time, especially given the line movement. So um, I don't mind that play. I do wonder the impact that you know not having Kevin Stefanski basically calling plays that sort of stuff is going to have, and you know that's really difficult to model from um, you know that sort of perspective when we don't really have you know too much back data on how that's actually going to play out so that's my like one concern with the browns at this point in time but i do think the browns basically uh you know neck and neck as far as overall team strength i don't know if i would necessarily say like i did earlier in the year that i would maybe take baker mayfield over ben roethlisberger at this point in time but i still think that that would probably be uh, the correct take at this point in time so i think getting plus six is definitely the viable play um but i don't know i don't really feel great about the over 47 and a half so um i know Greenland leans that way just a little bit. It seems like the market's kind of moved up just a little bit, but I think it's going to be kind of an ugly, low-scoring uh, nightcap finish to wildcard round. I'm wondering how you kind of see it play out. Yeah, hopefully that. Hopefully you're wrong, but I don't see it. Obviously, Claypool, to me, is a big threat here. He gets about a third of the air yards for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They leaned off of him down the stretch. Um, you know, I, I wonder if they go back to him now that they're in the tournament. Um, you know, for me here, it, I think there was a, a classic regime shift for the Browns right around when uh, Odell Beckham Jr. got hurt. They played three games in really inclement weather at home. Um, and, you know, after that, Baker Mayfield was quite a good quarterback. So, um, you know, I hope he continues that this week because I think that we deserve a good game here uh, for the nightcap. Um, you know, underdog so far, 2-0 and against the spread, 1-1, and um, you know, uh, straight up. You know, obviously football team here at plus, I think it's 9.5-10, uh, you know, still 11 points down here at halftime. But, you know, the dogs have had their day historically. 
um, in uh, wild card round. And even though uh, we have a seven seed now, um, that, that seems to have not deterred so far. So this is going to be a fun time. Ben, let's finish this off with our favorite prize picks, prizepicks.com, a place where you can parlay um, fantasy points. Uh, you can you can get some really fun escalators. I know on Christmas I was able to go uh, with a three for that, that uh, 5X my money. Um, my favorite pick on prize picks this week, I think is no surprise. I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go with uh, Mark Andrews over 13 and a half um, uh, here. That to me, I think is my favorite play. Yeah, I don't, I definitely don't mind that. I do think he's going to see, you know, potentially some red zone opportunities if he gets in the end zone. I think it's going to be an easy over for him. I'm kind of looking at AJ Brown and Corey Davis and like the distribution difference between these two we have aj brown at 15.5 uh fantasy points projections Corey davis at 13.5 if you start looking at some of the other you know dfs sites and stuff like that their salary is uh significantly different than how you would actually project out uh this fantasy point total for them so i do think that there's a little bit of something there i would probably lean towards maybe uh fading aj brown a little bit going under his 15.5 fantasy points um i don't mind Corey davis as well i do like him in dfs quite a bit he's a guy that's popular up in like the blow-up model other sorts of things maybe part of the reason for that is that he's mispriced um on some of the dfs sites like DraftKings and stuff so maybe um that's a spot where he could you know you could potentially play him on the dfs site and then maybe fade him on uh, prize picks as well but i think i'm going to stick with aj brown under 15.5 fantasy points it's kind of my uh one play another one that i don't might mind as well elvin kamara under 20 fantasy points um, like I said earlier, I do think Michael Thomas is probably going to be the focal point in this uh, Saints offense. Um, I do think, you know, people will think that Elvin Kamara is going to get some of that late game work, especially if Saints are up basically by, you know, 10 or 14 points like the market kind of projects at this point in time. But I do think this could be a spot where we see uh, some other guys get mixed in. Um, maybe they don't give Elvin Kamara as much of a run coming back from that COVID list. So I do think him going under 20 fantasy points is definitely another viable play on prize picks. Yeah, I like that. I think for me, my low end one, um, I'm going to go uh, with Rashard Higgins over eight points. I think that's the secondary receiver there. He gets some love, especially if they get from behind. Um, but it, this is going to be, look, even if the games are bad, it's still football. Uh, and if the games are bad uh, tomorrow, you're going to get a game Monday night, which I know you're going to talk about on the next version of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. So, Ben, uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for uh, co-hosting the show with me. Um, for Ben Brown, I'm Eric Eager. This has been PFF Daily Betting Podcast. Podcast.